We are back with Cruzanne McCalligan, who joins me on the line with her weekly audio column. Cruz, very excited to have you on the line again. This is becoming a bit of a, a date Hi. for us, right? Yes, it is. It's our Wednesday, our Wednesday afternoon date. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> and what have you brought um, to me to our date today? Um, we're going to talk about goldfish. Lovely. <clears throat> Goldfish, and um, I think you mentioned to me before that you had quite a few when you were a kid. Yes, um, it's kind of a funny story. When I was growing up, my parents in our backyard in Sydney uh, actually had an old bathtub. It actually was an old, I guess, um, wow. cast iron kind of bathtub that was in the backyard, and they filled it with water, and they and we had goldfish in there. And I'm thinking about it now. I don't know how they survived because there was no filter or, you know, <laughs> air thing. What's that air thing that Gosh. you have to push through? An, ox an aerator? Aerator. Oxygen. Yes, we didn't yeah. have any of that. Um, the We just had this bathtub full of goldfish, and they lasted a long time. Yeah, well, they're pretty hardy things, so I'm not surprised. Um, but it was um, – they've, they've – made their way onto my radar recently because um, we just got a few. Because they made their way into your home. With the sea monkeys? I the goldfish salesman. <laughs> no, I, I keep them separate. Karen, it would be irresponsible to put my sea monkeys okay. in my goldfish. All right. <laughs> but, um, but no, I think it's that thing of just um, being at home more at the moment. Hopefully everyone else is too responsibly socially distancing it and things like that and just um, that feeling of just wanting to have a little bit more life in your house, um, which apparently I don't get enough of from right. my rescue dog and toddler. Um, <laughs> you need more energy in your house, right? Yeah, and I, I had goldfish when I was um, when I was a teenager as well, and I've always really liked them. Um, and it's just been it's just been quite fascinating having them again as a pet because you f I think you forget um, how interesting they are and how they all have their own little personalities. Which before you knock me, I mean it. If you have goldfish, they really do have personalities. How many do um, you have, Cruz? And did you name I have six? Oh, that's a I lot. was told that I had to have six because it was the lucky number. Um, you shouldn't have um, less than that or something like that. I'm not quite sure. My okay. Cantonese is appalling. Um, so it could have just been I was upsold. <laughs> I have six, six little uh, podgy little um, podgy little round goldfish. Do they have names? Um, they do. Um, they were all named by my daughter. So their names aren't fantastic and are pretty illegible. Um, okay. But um, but yeah, my favourite one was that she did name one Christmas, which I thought was <laughs> a pretty it. good name for a goldfish. Really. It is, yeah, it's um, a nice one. But yeah, but it, but they're really really fascinating, and they, um, they don't seem as popular today as maybe cats or dogs when we think about you know they're not Instagrammable. Maybe you know you can't mm. go into Hong Kong's hiking trails with your pet goldfish. Well, you could, but it'd be irresponsible. Um, but the really interesting thing is they are incredibly, incredibly popular. 480 million goldfish are sold every year as wow. pets. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, so th that is a lot. And again, I think people don't realize that they are, they are a, they're a rewarding pet. They require a lot of energy and attention and stimulation and care. As you said, like you can't just have them in a bowl. Um, for, I mean, I'm pretty sure having goldfish in a bathtub in a backyard with some nature around them and lots of friends was probably quite a happy life for yours as a child. <laughs> but, um, you know, you can't just put a goldfish in an empty bowl. It's, it's, it's cruel, really, yeah. you know, and you realize that when you, when you get to know them. <laughs> <laughs> 
realize they do all have their little personalities as well. But the goldfish didn't start out as a pet. It was actually originally kept for meat. What? Like in everyone's tummies flip. The the modern we- the modern goldfish are actually a domesticated version of the wild carp from East Asia. So we were and supposed wild- to eat them. We were supposed to eat them, but they're not the ones that we think of today. Okay. The ones we think of today are the product of 2,000 years of selective breeding, as we did with dogs and things like that. Mm. They're not – the fancy little goldfish you see most of the time aren't really – what you'd find in the wild and they are they they come from this wild ancestor which was silver gray in color and it was known as chi and it was at one time the most common common fish eaten in china and of course as happens with all species every so often a genetic mishap occurs right Mm -hmm. and that would produce a fish that was a brilliant red yellow or orange so not just a silver gray but of course in the wild if you're uh, usually a silver gray fish and then a a bright orange version of yourself comes along it's going to get eaten pretty quickly it's going to stand out gonna, it's not a very yes. it's not a very evolutionary no it's um, not good camouflage <laughs> No, it's not good camouflage. So they get gobbled up by predators. But in the ninth century um, in China, Buddhist monks began keeping these chi in ponds, these bright orange, yellow sort of special fish, um, and, and where they were safe from predators. And according to the legend, there was Governor Ting Yen who discovered both golden and yellow chi in a pond outside the city of Jiaxing, and the pond became the Pond of Mercy. And so in this, in that, um, that the idea is that in the Buddhist tradition, it was a good deed to set an animal free, especially if the animal is rare. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we have this idea of like mercy releases, which obviously are very complicated and shouldn't really be done in lots of ways. Mm. But that's where the origin of it comes from. Um, so it became quite common practice um, in China for the rare colored chi to be spared the stew pot and instead released into small safe ponds away from predators. Okay. So that's a really, really interesting thing. So we have, there's apparently official re- uh, records um, document, which has an a- accumulation of colorful chi in ponds, which is from 907, um, 975 CE. So they were really like, this was something that was that was happening. And for at least 100 years, uh, they were no different really from the wild chi, their ancestor. They were just a kind of a different color. Right. But um, interestingly, um, the... Uh, these sorts of uh, wild, uh, wild kind of ones got used to feeding from humans. Of course, they they kind of before you'd give them food, they'd kind of avoid it. That's not what they were doing. They were just doing their usual natural behaviors. But of course, you capture, um, you make them captive, and you they go, you know, they're so gonna they change be- their habits. Yeah, they became domesticated basically. They became domesticated, mm. and around. Um, so it was around 1240 CE that goldfish were properly domesticated and distinct from their chi ancestors. And that's when they became tame and would readily eat the food they were given. So instead of cowering from the big shadow at the edge of the pond, they'd go, cool, that big shadow at the edge of the pond is where my dinner's coming from. Um, and of course, in these, um, there were other things that lived in these ponds of mercy, uh, turtles and other fish like that. But of course, it, it created this, um, you've got this beautiful pond full of all these colorful fish anyone who could afford to build their own pond on a private land started stocking them with beautiful, colorful fish too. So it Mm. became the sort of coveted thing to have your pond with all of your goldfish in it. 
I and of course, see. when you have plenty of these goldfish, these special, magical, uh, beautiful, colorful fish together, it's even easier to start crossbreeding the individuals to change their appearances in the same way people did with dogs, which is why dogs are all the same species, but we have a Great Dane and a Chihuahua, right? right. We did that. Right. Humans did that. We did that. And we did a very, we did that. We did that. That's us. The Chihuahua is not a natural animal. <laughs> so we, um, so. And this, that's the same thing that happened with goldfish. And um, that's when it, so people started crossbreeding them. And then uh, between then and the 1500s, it became popular to keep goldfish in bowls. And that made keep uh, keeping of goldfish far more affordable because everyone kind of had bowls and old pots and stuff like that. So suddenly that became something that people started doing as they started keeping a goldfish themselves. And then, of course, this this gives rise to the uh, the frenzy of artificial breeding, which has produced the more than 250 varieties of goldfish that we have today. Um, but you wouldn't be, uh, you'd be forgiven for thinking a lot of them are sort of freaks and monstrosities. And mm. I have a great time going through slideshows on the internet of different breeds of goldfish. And some of them have got those huge inflatable eyes. Yes, some the of them have got the brain on the outside of their head. They don't. It's just skin. But it's just so funny that there's just so many different weird and wonderful different types of Right. Types of goldfish. Um, there's things like the veil tail, the eggfish, the telescope. The telescope's that one with the, you know, like the two big eyes on the side of its head. Oh, Not yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So there's all these different ones. Um, but of course, uh, these modifications don't help them to survive in the wild. You know, they're not, now they're domesticated fish. We, you can't, you, you can't and you shouldn't go and put your pet goldfish into a, um, into a waterway or a reservoir in Hong Kong or anything like mm. that. You shouldn't because they're not supposed to be there. Um, and they can be incredibly, um, incredibly, incredibly um, invasive oh, as a species. Really? Um, so, yeah. So some goldfish breeds are hardier than other than others, but they, you know, as a general rule, they, you know, they, they take a lot of looking after, but they're pretty good at surviving. Um, mm. And as a result can be can be real pests. Um, a study in the UK found at least five invasive varieties that were doing quite well in ponds in the UK. Um, whereas chi, which were those gold, uh, the goldfish that originally came from East Asia and China, the ancestor of the goldfish, um, they were now found throughout Europe, South Africa, Madagascar, and the Americas, as well as in ocean, as in as well as islands in Oceania and the Caribbean. So this is all. Most of these populations began because of the deliberate release of unwanted pets. Or, mm. or or fish escaping from breeding facilities in quite wow. a dramatic way, I suppose. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like a great shell. Yeah, um, it does. It does. They um, broke out of the breeding facility. They did. They broke out of the breeding facility. But the thing is that they can um, they can wipe out aquatic plants by overforaging. Um, you know, they they're eating things that they're not supposed to be eating in that ecosystem. They can be interbreeding with other fish, which can. can change the predator um prey relationship mm. and the, the um as well um they also there's also a study that suggests they kick up a lot of mud so it actually makes it harder for other species to find food because oh, wow. they come and messed up all the the, the floor of things they, those um, sound very in, good <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean as adorable as they are in a tank um they shouldn't and you should definitely give them a generously sized tank. You should give them things to entertain them. We can talk in a minute about all the different facts about um, 
facts that you might not have known about your pet goldfish. Mm-hmm. But um, they, a, a 2001 study found that um, introduced goldfish, so goldfish shouldn't be an environment, eat the eggs and larva of a long-toed of the long-toed salamander. So actually, while they don't normally eat salamander eggs they're very very fast learners so if they see other fish eating them they start eating them um it's like social learning like a copycat um, so sort this, of behavior it's, it's a copycat situation um and so they 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 say that this is a real problem in parts of the u.s because they're eating amphibians eggs which is threatening the population of those things as well oh, yeah. um but I mean, at the same time, we do we do owe the goldfish quite a lot. They've become quite commonplace in laboratories. Um, I guess kind of like we have mice and rats as well that people um, do experiments on. Uh, goldfish are actually quite simple to train and obviously easy to obtain. So they've been one of the most studied animals for the field of visual perception and cognition. Oh, really? So this is really interesting. I didn't know you could train yeah. them. I didn't know they were intelligent. You can. Yeah, you can train them. I actually found something that says um, that, okay, so we have that myth that a goldfish has a three-second memory, okay? Yes, that's like, right. Like we say, like, it's a memory of a goldfish. Exactly. Like, once it's swum around the bowl, it's already worked out that it's, you it's know, forgotten it's who you are. Again, right? <laughs> well, apparently, some, there were some scientists in Israel who trained their goldfish to come to a dinner bell sound. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they trained them to come to a dinner bell sound. It doesn't stop there. Then they released them into the sea. They weren't supposed to do that, okay. but I guess they did. <laughs> and then five months later, they played the dinner bell sound and they all swam back again. Are you kidding me? Five months no. later? <laughs> five months later. So actually, which is actually another thing that people don't really realize is that um, uh, they live for, they can live for a really, really long time. I- I'm amazed that in the sea, they, they came back. I mean, didn't they swim far away or maybe they just stay where they're released? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, again, we're looking at the aerodynamics of the hydrodynamics no. of a goldfish. They're not really no. designed. For, like, they're not sharks. <laughs> they're not sharks. They're not going to cover miles and miles and miles. Um, oh, as I was saying, so so we, we study them for visual perception and cognition um, because they can actually perceive the same colors that we do, which not even all primates can. Wow. So we have this incredible thing in, in goldfish that we, we can um, we can see, we can learn so much about our own visual perception from those from theirs so juvenile goldfish are even bad at seeing the color blue which improves as they age which is the same pattern in human infants that human infants are born we can't see we can't see blue so in that way they're kind of like us but they also have a fourth color receptor that allows them to perceive ultraviolet light wow that must be cool um, yeah so it's pretty they probably have a pretty amazing um perspective on the world um but interestingly, so yeah, so this is all these amazing things about that we, we can learn from them as well. Um, but so interestingly, we, we call them goldfish. And the reason we probably call them goldfish is because um, of the fact that the orig- original classic goldfish was almost yellow. Mm-hmm. So those were most of the ones that they found from this chi, this old carp, was kind of a yellow goldfish. Um, and that's, that wouldn't have been the case if it wasn't for a rule enforced during the Song Dynasty. So in, 60, uh, in 1162 CE, goldfish ponds, like I said, were really in vogue. And the empress at the time had built her own and filled it with all these colorful goldfish. But she forbid any non-royal from keeping a fish that fish that were yellow which was the color of the royal family okay so everyone ha- could have the gold the orange ones but they couldn't have the yellow ones right keeping That's it exclusive 
Yeah, so that's why. Uh, so actually, the yellow ones were more common to begin with, but then the gold ones, uh, the re- sorry, the gold ones, the orange ones, the ones we now think when you draw a goldfish, you tend to draw it an orange, right? I yeah. would. Yes. It's, it's, it's yeah, and so then of course um, it became a go-to uh, a pet for American pet owners in the nineteenth century, partially thanks to Washington, D.C. So apparently the U.S. Commission on Fisheries received an import of Japanese goldfish in 1878 and decided to give them away as a publicity stunt, Uh as if the U.S. Commission on Fisheries needed to do publicity stunts. I'm not quite (laughs) sure why. Um, And basically, Washington, D.C. residents could submit requests for glass bowls of goldfish. And at the program's peak, 20,000 pets were handed out a year. And the campaign lasted through the 19th century. And at one point, a third of all households in the city owned a government-provided goldfish. <laughs> That's hilarious. Can you imagine? <laughs> it kind of goes against today all of the very, very worthwhile campaigns about a pet is a pet for life, right? Exactly. You know, like you shouldn't, Here's my you shouldn't government be, issue you fish. Be like, giving them away and i think that's something that people um don't realize as well is that they can live for a really 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 long time in fact the oldest goldfish lived to be 43 wow that's old yeah. for a fish really really old um so you, you'd say that you hope your fish live a couple of years at most but with proper care and good genes a goldfish can live to be a lot, lot a lot older and as i mentioned the world's oldest goldfish was a carnival prize fish called tish who died in 1999 at the age of 43 um, and his owner has been like coveted was coveted by people going how did you do it and she's like oh his tissue's longevity was because of occasional sunlight fed in moderation like one of those like japanese longevity studies you know what I, mean? like, <laughs> I go outside a little bit i don't eat too much I you know i exercise exactly but as I said, you can you can teach them tricks as well. Um, they have an ear for music um, mm. because they're, they're, they're and they're easily trained. In one study, um, goldfish were taught to distinguish between the music of two classical composers. Um, one group was uh, was trained to nibble on a ball of food when they heard pieces by Johann Sebastian Bach, and a second group was taught to do the same, but with Igor Stravinsky. And when scientists swapped the composers, the fish no longer showed interest in e- eating, suggesting oh they could tell the difference between the two styles so they're quite they're quite remarkable that's amazing they're really really they're really remarkable um so they do this thing where they're able to oh oh, and that's the other thing i was gonna say is fish bowls so apparently um you shouldn't keep a goldfish in a fish bowl anymore in a bowl um a tank is the best thing to do Mm -hmm. apparently um you know it's a very classic picture of a goldfish in 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 a fish bowl but animal welfare groups say we should rethink think this vessel as a pet habitat. According to the Humane Society, um, fish owners should buy a tank of about 20 gallons or more to give their little goldfish a suitable swimming space. And in 2004, the northern Italian city of Monza banned pet owners from keeping fish in round bowls and Rome passed a similar law a year later. Because I think it was the idea was it was it was something to do with cruel or it changes they don't see. uh, It's an inaccurate perception of the world to look out in a fishbowl and everything else. I guess the more we learned about their visual perception, the more we realized it was probably quite cruel to manipulate it by keeping them in a fishbowl. And of course, uh, a lot of the things that come down to uh, fish with like the longevity of fish and stuff like that is about the kind of 
it could be really boring to be in an empty bowl, as yes, you can imagine. Exactly. And to keep their to keep their environment interesting, to give them things to look at and feel against their bodies, even if it's a bit of plastic plant or a few rocks, those things are, uh, you know, that those things make life interesting for them, and they curb boredom. And they're quite social as well. They mm. they tend to get along really well with each other, um, unless they say there's you can have some acts of aggression between goldfish, which is hilarious when you think about it because of these little fluffy, like you know. Right, exactly. Things. So I guess we, you're, supposed to, you're supposed to take care of your fish's mental health as well as their, their physical environment. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I think that's, um, yeah, so that's, I think that's a, a pretty, a pretty interesting concept. There's other things that we, we have in common with fish. For example, a fish will, uh, a goldfish could eat itself to death. Oh. So <laughs> apparently they don't have, um, they don't have, uh, they don't really know where to stop, basically. Um, they don't have stomachs. Um, they, they basically have one long intestine that does the job of digesting in different areas, which is why food moves through them so fast and why a characteristic goldfish poo is a long sausage thing. But they um they don't really their mission in life is to eat and eat as much as possible. So you're not supposed to overeat them and you've got to be quite careful in that way. Um, and my favorite fact about goldfish is that a, a school of goldfish is called a troubling. A troubling. Oh lovely. <laughs> lovely a troubling. Yeah. It was like when someone says it sounds troubling. It, that sounds troubling. It sounds like a lot of goldfish. Imagine. Goldfish following one another. Fantastic. In a pretty little line. But yes, goldfish. Oh, wonderful. Do you have any quotes for us? or? I tried to find some, but a whole bunch are just from uh, celebrities talking about how, oh, I live my life in a goldfish bowl. Oh, okay. I'm like, Come on, can we be a little bit more original? Right, exactly. Um, life is like yeah, a bowl of do, goldfish. <laughs> life is like a bowl of goldfish. Illegal in Italy. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, no, I think I think it's it's a really interesting thing to think about. I don't think anyone should rush into getting goldfish, um, but um, they they have a lot of personality and they're pretty fascinating little pets and little animals. And we're quite lucky to be able to give them little homes if you can. Well, wonderful. So, Cruz, um, thanks for all that information and good luck with your fish. I hope they live long and prosperous lives. Thank you. That's very kind. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cruz, I'll talk to you soon. Take care. See you, Karen. Bye.